This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show, 8-Man Blue Blood, Stanberry, and Worth County meet this Friday for a chance at a Grand River Conference Conference Championship. And Platte Valley is rolling into their matchup against East Atchison, We'll talk to their coach, Johnny Silkett, ahead of this big matchup with East Atchison coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. It is the Week 9 pregame show. This is our final segment where we talk about eight-man football in the state of Kansas. Now, before we run everything down with Week 9, we're going to run down the scoreboard for Week 8 of the high school football season. LeBlanc was able to get a win over Northland Christian. 80-20 was the final score there. Pattonsburg keeps St. Joe Christian winless with a 62-32 win. East Atchison with a huge win over Stanbury, 48-42. Worth County in a high-scoring game. They defeat North Andrew, 70-50. King City over Albany, 62-14. South Holt, a close one over Rockport, 40-34. Platte Valley shuts out Stewartsville Osborne, 52-0. Southwest Livingston, a big victory over Nottoway Valley, 32-28. Mound City over DeKalb, 56-0. Atchison County over Republic County, 14-12. Jeff County North over Troy, 22-12. Atchison, another win over Schlegel, 51-22. Nemaha Central defeats Riverside, 46-12. Hiawatha shuts down Royal Valley, 50-0. Wabonsi over Horton, 49-0. Donovan West, 56. Valley Falls, 46. And then Sabetha defeated Jefferson West, 56-13. to That is it for our Week 8 scores. We're going to preview everything with Week 9, including district standings. That will be coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 9 pregame show. And welcome, everybody, back here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. It is the Week 9 pregame show. This is the 8-Man in Kansas segment here on the pregame show. We're going to quickly run down the um, eight-man districts right now as they look right now in eight-man district four. We got two teams at the top undefeated. Worth County right now holds the top spot at eight. No, East Atchison is also eight. No, they're at the number two spot. Stanbury five and two. They have the three spot. Platte Valley and South Holt are tied at a six and two record, but Platte Valley holds the top spot in the standings currently as of right now. Now, if this were to hold over, South Holt would have the tiebreaker over Platte Valley with a head-to-head victory over them, I think, a couple weeks ago. Rockport is at the sixth spot with a 5-3 record. Mound City is 4-4 at the seventh spot at number eight, North Andrew. They are also 4-4. Albany is 3-5 at the nine. And then Nottoway Valley rounds out that district with a 2-6 record there at the tenth spot. And eight-man District 3, Bishop LeBlanc holds the top spot with a 7-1 record. Right behind them is King City with a 6-2 record. Org, 5-2 there at the 3 spot. Bramer is at the 4th spot with a 3-4 record. Paddensburg, 3-5 there at the 5. Southwest Livingston is at at the 6th seed currently right now with a 3-5 record. Stewards for Osborne is at 
at the seventh with a one and six record. Also with a one and six record, Northland Christian there at the eighth spot. DeCab and St. Joe Christian right out the ninth and tenth spots. Both teams are 0 and 8 on the season. We're going to quickly run down here. We're going to run down a couple games here on the week nine schedule. Bishop LeBlanc is on the road at Northwest Hughesville. It, Golden Eagles are 7-1 on the season, while Northwest Hughesville is 5-3. This is a big game for Bishop LeBlanc uh, to win while King City is on their hill. Speaking of King City, they are on the road at Sedro Christian. Um, Stanbury is at Worth County. That's going to be the big matchup in eight-man football this week. Um, Stan, uh, Worth County is number one in the eight-man football rankings this week, while Stanbury holds the number five spot. Worth County is number one in the district. Stanbury is three. That could very well change with a Stanberry victory on Friday night. We had an opportunity to talk to both head coaches ahead of this huge matchup, and we're going to kick that off by talking with Stanberry head coach Shane Hilton. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big game between Stanberry and Worth County this Friday night. We have the head coach of the Stanberry Bulldogs with us. Shane Hilton is back once again. Coach, how are you? We're doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Coach, we've been talking about it the last couple weeks, really. The gauntlet of your guys' schedule, another close one on Friday night, a close loss to EA, 48-42 to was the final score. Coach, just walks through the game. Uh, you know, it was one of those games that was, you know, we jumped on them early and uh, a couple scores, and then uh, they bounced back, and it just kind of yo-yoed the whole game. You know, we were up. Uh, 20 early in the second half, and then or mid mid third quarter, I guess, and um, they kept scoring, and we stopped. So it was kind of kind of one of those deals where we were there, uh, you know, either on or off. And um, unfortunately for us, you know, in the end result, we were off. Well, coach, um, th- that, that's a tough that's a tough three games you guys are playing, and this is the last one here. Um, Worth County this Friday night. This has GRC conference implications. This has district implications this has state implications uh this is a huge rivalry two of the blue bloods and eight-man football coach just talk about what you've seen on film from this year's tigers um your thoughts on the rivalry and what can we expect on friday oh uh, you know they'll start you know with the rivalry part you know it's it's been well well before my time you know that they, they've been going back and forth and um you know there's been some great games over the years uh, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of a lot of those, and you know it's it's don't expect much else. You know this Friday they they're undefeated. They they've got it rolling. Um, you know, and we're we're kind of coming in licking our wounds a little bit, but uh, you know we we just got to gather, and you know hopefully we can uh, get things on the right path. Coach, um, I think it's going to be a big game. I think it's definitely the biggest game in eight man football this Friday night. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, coach. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time these last couple of weeks. And uh, good luck to you and your boys against Worth County on Friday. All right, you bet. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Hilton, for coming on the podcast. Um, now, we also did have an opportunity to talk to the head coach of the Worth County Tigers, John Adwell, for the second straight week. We talked about his team's victory last week over North Andrew and a look ahead to this top five matchup with huge Grand River Conference implications. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are previewing the big GRC conference game between Stanberry and Worth County this Friday night. We have the head coach of the Worth County Tigers with us. John Adwell is back for his second straight week. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Clifton? 
I'm doing great. This is going to be a big matchup, definitely one of the big matchups I'm looking forward to this Friday night. We will talk more about that here in just a few minutes. But um, first, let's talk about last week. Um, you guys were at home against North Andrew, a 70-50 to 50 win for your, for your Tigers, as you guys remain undefeated on the season and remain the number one team in eight-man football. Coach, just um, walk us through the game. Yeah, we, you know, we uh, you know, we came out, and uh, offensively, we were hitting on all cylinders. Um, you know, defensively, we started the game. We started out real well. We had a couple, two or three stops. I think it's three stops, and then, uh, you know, that after that third stop, they punted, and um, we kind of had a, we had a kind of miscue on the punt return, and uh, I think that kind of, that kind of set them up for a little bit of momentum, momentum, and it just, it just felt like we couldn't really get back into the, into the control defensively. Um, you know, we, we would get them pinned and get them, you know, pretty much stopped. And then we'd get a little complacent and our D-backs would uh, get a little complacent with our eyes stuck in the backfield and, and lose that tight end. Uh, they only threw it four times, but then four times they threw it was uh, pretty detrimental. You know, they kind of hit us, hit us with a, with a pass there. Um, and it, it kind of cost us. Well, coach, um, you're going to get an opportunity really to, um, Really put your stamp on the season. Um, Danbury is on the schedule this week. This is a big game. This has GRC conference implications. This has district implications. This has state implications. It's a big-time robbery, two of the eight-man football top blue bloods. Um, Coach, just uh, talk about what you've seen on film as far as Danbury, and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? You know, it's, you know, just, Typical year in year out, Stanbury. You know, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, you're going to get a good power game. You're going to get a good option game as well. And then they use their tight ends. You know, whenever you think that the, you know, they you know aren't going to throw the ball, they'll release them and cross them and do some different stuff to and try to catch catch you off guard. And then, you know, they 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 by, by this time of the year, it seems like you know they start uh, using their running backs a little bit in the passing game as well. So you know, we got to. They haven't shown a lot of that, but we, we do predict that they will, you know, start using their running backs, and that's something we have to coach up. And really, you know, the kids aren't seeing that on film, but uh, we know that that's definitely a part of the game that, the, you know, they will resort to. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's a big game, you know. It's a, it's a game where we, you, you know, you kind of you wait for this game at the end of the year. Um, whether whoever teams, you know, better or whatever, you just uh, – you you know, you know that that's the game. You, you know, our kids can't wait to play, and I think it's the same for them as well. It's an exciting game. Um, our kids know each other real well, and uh, so, but it's you know, like I said, it's just a real exciting, exciting time. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, I would call it definitely the top eight man football game of the week. It's going to be a real exciting one this week. Um, Coach, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the second straight week, and. Uh, Good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week of practice, and good luck to you guys against Danbury. All right. Thank you, Clifton. Thank you so much, Coach Adwell, for joining the podcast. A couple more games to run down on the schedule. Another GRC matchup is Pattonsburg on the road at Albany. That is a conference game there. And then a little bit of a North GRC Highway 275 segue. North Andrews on the road at Southwest Livingston. Highway 275 schedule, we're going to kick that off. But talking about East Atchison and Platte Valley. Wolves coming off that big victory last week over Stanbury. They're 8-0 heading into this matchup on the road at Platte Valley. While PV, they've won their 
last four games since a close two-point loss to South Hold about four or five weeks ago. We had the opportunity this week to talk to the head coach of Platte Valley. Johnny Silkett joins us for the first time on the podcast. We get to know him a little bit, talk about Platte Valley season, and look ahead to this huge matchup against East Atchison. Here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, we are continuing on here with the Week 9 pregame show. This is our eight-man portion, and we have a first-time guest here on the on the Cliff Notes Podcast. He is the head coach of Platte Valley. That would be Johnny Silkett. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. We're getting closer to the end of the regular season. Um, the games are only getting bigger. Coach, and um, you got a big one this week, which we'll talk about um, here in just a few minutes, but... Um, what we like to do for our first-time guests is get to know the coach a little bit, who Coach Silkett is. Talk about um, how you got into coaching and, um, how, you got to, and um, how you got to Platte Valley and just the journey in between. Uh, well, um, I guess my coaching journey kind of started in, when I was in uh, college. I played some college ball at Graceland, and then uh, my uh, high school coach uh, got a hold of me my senior year in college to come over and help him uh, do some, do, as I did my uh, student teaching to come help him at Cameron. That was Robert Newhart, who was my high school coach, uh, was the just recently retired superintendent at uh, St. Joe's School District. He um, he was a big influence on my life and uh, as a coach, as a teacher. And from there, um, my first teaching job and coaching job was at Union Star in 1996. And so I coached Union Star football program for four years. Um, had some really fantastic players in those in that time, and moved on to Lafayette High School, where I, I coached there for two years in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then I got my administration degree, and I spent the next 19 years being a principal and superintendent of schools of different districts. Um, always had a hand in coaching with either with basketball or track or um, junior high football. Helped get the Pattonsburg program get it started back in the early 2000 early 2000s and then um, as I in the last four years I've been coaching the junior high program at South Nottaway so just a wide range and and now I just retired from from uh, from teaching and now they I got rehired as a as a critical shortage teacher this year but uh, so as a retired retiree I got a a chance to get back into what I really loved, and that was teaching and coaching. And so it's been pretty exciting um, to be able to get back in that kind of position and work with the kids and, and help them, you know, achieve their goals. Well, Coach, we talked about this a little bit off the uh, off the recording here, but um, you got hired really late into the summer, really, really close to um, really close to the start of uh, fall, fall, fall practice. Uh, Coach, talk about that adjustment, and um, you, you talked about not having a, not really having a very much of a summer. Uh, talk about that adjustment and um, you know, some of the challenges that you experienced um, heading into the 2021 season. Well, first of all, just getting with your staff, uh, getting with our administrator staff. Uh, the next thing is we just added uh, North Nottaway, so we have three schools to coordinate. So. Uh, my administration experience really came in handy trying to coordinate all the busing and all the getting the practice times and uh, also just, you know, really fortunate that uh, Dallas Geed and uh, Zach Dyer were my assistant coaches, both with great experience. And, uh, you know, Dallas runs the defense and 
Zach runs the offense and, you know, it's just really awesome to be able to, to be able to have those guys on those sides of the ball controlling that. And we all had, we had to, we had to divide up our responsibilities or we just wouldn't have had enough time to get everything in. So with that and the kids, we had some senior leaders that really stepped up and really wanted to, you know, they really wanted to make something of their senior year. And along with that, and we just basically made a pretty simple plan our, our our ball, if you watch us play, it's not overly complicated. It doesn't look like. So we run the ball. Uh, we pass when we have to. And defensively, we bend and we try not to break. So <laughs> we uh, we kind of put those things together. And, and just as we go along this season, just continue to work on our fundamentals, continue to get better. You know, our goal and our motto is, is that we, we get better every single play. And we play every, every play as hard as we possibly can because it might be your last play. So we – we just really go after it every single play. If it's a bad play, you flush it and you go to the next one. So, you know, we just we just basically believe that, you know, the, the final scores and all that stuff will find its place if you play every single down to your very fullest, the best your capabilities. Well, Coach, um, I, I definitely uh, I definitely agree with that. That's definitely a good way to um, look at it. But um, let's talk about your guys' um, season so far. We talked about um, the challenges heading into the season, into the season, you guys are a very quiet six and two. It seems like you guys are um very, 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 very playing very well right now. You guys are on a four game winning streak. Um, heading into this week, um, coach, just um, talk about the um the great start your team is on during the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had our first game against Mound City, and I and we and we got to win that first that first game, and you know. And I think a lot of people thought, well, Mount City must be really down if Flat Valley beat them. And they're finding out that Mount City is still a pretty darn good team this this time of year. They, that they're playing people really tough, and you know they're they're putting their challenge in for the playoffs also. So, but then we had we had got hit really hard by COVID, and most of our starters were were out for the for the Rockport game. You know, we had one offensive starter and. Our two backups on offense were also out, and so defensively we had three starters left. So we were pretty much running a skeleton crew and a lot of freshmen that just started playing high school football in that game. So kind of took it on the chin that game, and then after that, you know, we got Nottoway Valley, and we got them by the second half, started to slow down their scoring. And, and then we got in a dogfight with, with South Holt, and uh, that was a great game. And, you know, Josh Peterson does a great job of getting those kids prepared. And they knew that we didn't have a lot of time. And, boy, they came and pressured us pretty hard, and we didn't handle it real well early. And then they got us – by late in the game, we, we kind of got on a roll and scored 18 straight points, but just didn't quite – couldn't quite get those extra points across. And he got us that game. And, and then ever since then, you know, we've, um, we've just basically uh, just put our head down and just continued to just get better and – you know, we just we played Albany well, and then you know the last three games after that, we didn't got a chance to play at home, and uh, just uh, just continually to to continue to improve. And part of the hard part we have is is creating that consistency when you're not uh, when you're when you're a young program and and trying to learn what you're trying to be, who you're trying to be, what your identity is. So we've continued to work on that, and I think our identity is pretty much that we uh, we'll run the ball at you and. We'll continue to run the ball at you, and and we'll continue to run the ball at you, you know. And then we'll and then if you you decide you really want to stop that run, then we'll uh, we'll dink that pass over the top. And so we've 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 kind of had it, uh, you know, we're trapping, you know, play action type team, and 
you know, that, that's the kind of team that we want to be. And I think that's a team that a kind of goals that we can set because we didn't have to learn a lot of plays, just have to do it really well. Well, Coach, uh, that, that style of play kind of reminds me of uh, back in the day when I used to play Madden all the time. I used to love running the football, uh, run the football all the time, and then um, throw a pass at you whenever I have to. So uh, that's, a, that's a good way to look at it there. Coach, um, this week, um, a top one on the Highway 275. Um, East Atchison is on the schedule um, this week. Um, they're coming off a huge win over Stanbury last week. Um, Coach, just talk about um, – what you've seen on film as far as EA and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Well, um, definitely EA has some, is loaded with talent. Uh, Josh Smith, uh, Kalen Weather, Merriweather, uh, these guys uh, are just some of the very top athletes in our in our our whole conference for sure in the state. <clears throat> and eight man, uh, they they combine for a lot of yards and they control the ball. And basically, they put themselves in one-on-one situations through their option, uh, power play, play action. Uh, they have a lot of people that can beat you one-on-one, and that and that's that's going to be the key for us. Can we can we make when they make a big play? Can we make the tackle, or are they gonna, is that big play going to be a touchdown? So we've we've got to really we've got to really focus in on you know they're going to make big plays but how big will they be? Will they, are they going to be to the point where we're not going to be able to catch them at the end, or are they going to be full touchdowns? Next thing is, is that we've got to control the ball. We've got to control the ball against these guys. We've got to be able to get our running game going and get our big fullbacks running, at, running downhill at their players and just continue to get three yards, five yards, three yards, you know, uh, at a pop, and just hopefully we can break a few big ones and then maybe get a pass or two over the top. So we, we've got a, we've got our work cut out for us for sure. These guys, you know, Aaron Barons has had this team, and he's had this team for a long time now. And the, these kids, I've saw these kids come up in junior high, and, you know, they they are just some pretty darn good athletes with great speed and attitudes, great attitudes, and just, you know, you know every coach's dream to have these kind of seniors that, that he has this year. And so – you know, we got our tall order, but you know what? Our kids have goals, and we, we know how to – we do know how to tackle every once in a while, and we can run the ball a little bit. So we're going to see how it all works out on Friday night and see if we can get that – get enough of those plays strung together that way we can keep up with these guys. Well, Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to the game on Friday. Um, again, congratulations on your guys' 6-2 and two start this season. Um, definitely, this was an interview that I've been looking forward to all week. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Coach, and uh, good luck to you and your boys against East Atchison on Friday. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate the coverage that you're that you're that you're giving us at the eight man level, and that is really appreciated. Thank you, Coach Silkett, for coming on the podcast for the very first time. Rounding out the eight man schedule will be South Holt on the road at Nottaway Valley. Mount City is at Rockport, and Stewartsville Osborne is on the road at DeKalb. And the Kansas side, Horton is at Troy. Atchison is at Washington. Mar Hills at Riverside. Hiawatha at Sabetha. Atchison County at St. Mary's. And then in the eight-man game in Kansas, Donovan West is at Burlingame. That will do it for the last pregame show of the regular season. The next time we're going to have a pregame show, it will be district and playoff football in both Missouri and Kansas. Enjoy your games, everybody, that you go to or stream. And until then, see you guys on the flip side. Enjoy your games, everybody.